Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am Dusty White, your host, the author of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and Advanced Tarot Secrets. And today we are out in the forest, as you can hear the uh, birds squawking in the background. Today's an important podcast. We're going to cram a lot into the next 15 or 20 minutes. We're going to talk about how to make money. Um, if some of you don't want to make money, hello, Mr. Kitty. Um, my cat is always allowed in the studio, so we're going to have to deal with him. But if you don't want to make money on the tarot, this isn't the uh, the podcast for you, and I appreciate that. Not everybody does. But if you ever thought of uh, quitting your day job, these next three podcasts um, are, are your Bible. You need to take notes and write this down. Today we're going to cover a couple of points. Um, literally what you can expect out in the job market. <clears throat> we go out there and it's kind of like graduating college. Okay, great, we got a skill. Now what? And it seems like life is going to go one way, and then we find out that there's a lot more out there than we uh, we know. And it's not just enough to learn how to read cards or be good at it. You need to understand the market because you can go in any direction you like. And we're not going to cover every possible thing you can do today, but I want to give you the the basics so that you can chart your own destiny and not waste your time doing what everybody else is doing just because you think that's the way to go. So time to take notes. Today we're going to cover uh, client expectations and public perceptions, uh, what everybody else is doing. Um, um, I'll tell you this right now, the key to making money with the tarot is to think differently. You don't have to go out and be completely different, but you have to get your head out of the box that, that people put themselves in, a little, little kind of reality box, and they put walls and say, well, there's... And walls are just, uh, when they talk about thinking outside of the box, uh, I wish people would explain this. What they mean is that uh, preconceived notions and set barriers to reality creates a framework around us. So... Uh, and, and it's comfort zone. You know, it's nice. Ish, you're like a brain surgeon. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. We we create little paradigms uh, out of out of boxes to to wall off anything that is unacceptable or unknown or or uncomfortable. Am I at all wrong on that? No, you're absolutely right. Yay! And I didn't have to go to school for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, lastly, I'm going to tell you where the real money is. And again, we have three series, uh, a series of three podcasts. So um, let's just get into this. First off, client expectations and public perceptions. Um, I was talking to Ish about this yesterday, and um, she's she's coming up on the time where it's really time for her to get out in the world and try her hand at this. Um, the problem is, here I have a student in front of me, and. Uh, she is very adept at what she does. She's been doing just killer readings. She's been working with her study buddies, and they're just very happy with her. Uh, she needs to build her confidence. The best way to build confidence after developing a certain amount of knowledge and skill is to get out there and, and do it and make a few mistakes and have some successes, but experience the process. It's the whole idea of riding a bike is that you can read about it and study about it, um, but the act of doing it takes a lot of the apprehension away because you realize that a lot of the, the demons that you are facing, a lot of the big scary monsters, like falling down, it's not the end of the world. Um, now, 
climbed expectations and public perceptions. As much as Ish has been working and training, and maybe some of you have been too, I hope you've been paying attention to the podcast, and I hope you have the books. Uh, this is not a commercial. I wrote these books to help you. Um, so I'm going to assume you have the books, you're working at it, you got a study buddy, or you're doing it yourself, but you're really good to go, and then you get out there, and you're going to find out that people out in the world are not trained to understand you. They're not trained to work with you. Uh, we have uh, horror movies and religious repression and um, just bad advice. And then some people have, and a lot of bad psychics, uh, you know, whether they're astrologers, tarot readers. It's kind of hard to find a bad astrologer, but uh, that's because it's more mathematically based. But I'm not saying they don't exist. Uh, but people have bad experiences. And so by the time that they get around to you, it's kind of like dating somebody who's just dated a string of bad people. And so they're going to have wild expectations. Sometimes they think that you can read their minds so they don't have to tell you anything. Uh, other times they're they're skeptical or, or they're just like, eh. And it's not so much your clients at fault. It's just that we need to understand that they may not be ready for us. So we have to be gentle with them, gentle but firm. And we can't expect that just because somebody comes to us with a, for a reading that they're going to be easy to work with and that everything is going to go well. Sometimes you give great readings and just hook up, uh, hit it off. And other times, people that you, even if you like them a lot, um, you find yourself second-guessing yourself. You find yourself being overly clinical or trying to explain too much. And this creates a problem. Thank you. I need to silence that. Um, where you feel your intuition is just closing up like a valve, like <laughs> turning the spigot off. You're like, ah. And it's literally what it's doing. It's just squeezing it off. Well, now you're stuck with yourself, and that's not the way the tarot works. The way the tarot works, as you should know by now if you've been listening to the podcast, is the information has to flow from the ether through your intuition, which I want you to think of as a gateway, into your mind and try to leave your emotion pride uh, biases out of that and just deliver or, or critical... Um, thinking process. Just deliver the information you get. Don't worry about being wrong. Um, we're, we do more damage by trying to control the information or shape it than just speak our minds. It doesn't mean that we just open up our minds and say whatever comes to mind. Um, there are certain parameters, but we've covered all this and it's also covered in the book, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is about how to make money. Alright, so the point about um, client expectations and public perceptions is understand that the public is not trained to get readings. Okay, that's fine. So we have to take the high road and um, do very, very good jobs for them. Remember, you're going to impress people with your skill and accuracy. Nothing else matters. Not the way you dress, not your fancy business card. We'll go into all that um, in the next couple episodes. But it really comes down to if you want to make real money, just do a good job and expect that your clients will be a little uncomfortable, a little nervous, a little scared. This way, it's not such a shock to you. You know, just remember they're just people like everybody else. All right, um, let's jump right into the common ways or the most common ways that people are making money right now and the most common ways that people will go. Wow, I've read a book. I want to make. I want to do this for a living. Or I went to school and got a little certificate. I want to do this for a living. Um, generally, there's five different paths. There might be a couple others that uh, you know people take 
that aren't so popular, you know, maybe one or two percent. But I'd say about 90 to 100 percent of the people um, do exactly what we're going to talk about next. Five paths. Path number one, psychic hotlines. Um, okay, that means literally you're working for someone else, whether it's online or on the phone. Uh, I don't think I've ever said anything by mail. But if you are just going to punch a clock and do readings because the company is providing you with clients. Um, back in the old days, the first things we did were those 900 numbers. Uh, I mean, this goes back to the early 90s. And boy, business was great. You'd be, you'd be reading for 20, 30, 40 people a day. You'd be on the phone for like eight hours a day, solid. And uh, literally, you'd get off the phone and go for a cigarette break. You know, I used to smoke, obviously. Um, and the phone would just bring the phone to ring. I'd look at my boss and say, and he's like, look, this client, <laughs> sit your ass down. And be on the phone for like 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Now, nowadays, it's not so much. It's not such a novelty. Uh, and a lot of bad psychics have been out there. And there are a lot of people have been getting bad readings and a lot of crappy advertisements. Plus, the problem with night, uh, psychic lines is they are very, very expensive. You're talking about three, four, five bucks a minute. Think about that. That's um, okay. It's 180, 240, uh, $300 an hour. Um, I don't know if any of you are personally paid two to 300 bucks an hour um, over the course of your day, but that's a lot to pay. I mean, uh, some of the Better lawyers, not necessarily like the very best in the world, but you know, good solid lawyers going to cost you a couple hundred bucks an hour. Um, if you bill out a doctor, it's a couple hundred dollars an hour, not including you know all the ancillary stuff uh, like office visits and whatnot and X-rays. Um, so it's not that our services aren't worth that, but if you're going to be, if you people are going are going to be paying two to three or four hundred dollars an hour for your services, you damn well better be worth it. I was, and I worked my butt off because it scared the hell out of me that people were paying this outrageous money to talk to me. Um, so it was a love-hate thing. Um, nonetheless, you're working for any type of psychic line. Here's what I want you to know. You're going to be working for a company. You're going to be working for a company. You'll probably be getting 15, 20 cents a minute, 30, 40, 50 cents a minute, maybe even a dollar a minute. Some places let you charge your own uh, rate. Now, don't be fooled by how much you're going to make a minute. I've had companies where they paid me all kinds of money per minute, and I would get three or four calls a week. That would be, I was logged in eight hours a day. Now, fortunately, this was just passive income for me at this point. This is actually a couple of years ago, uh, not that long ago. I was busy working on uh, some business plans. I was writing my book. I was teaching private students. And it's more of a novelty at this point. I thought, hey, you know what? I've I got a book out. You know, I'm, I'm Dusty White. Not, not that you know Dusty White is anybody, but the point is i got a book out and people like it. It's like you'd think, hey, you know, we should hire this guy. I got turned out by a whole bunch of companies. And, and you know, it's okay. You know, my ego's fine. But I just thought it was funny. It was like, it seemed like, hey, here's a resume. I don't know, Ish. If, if you wrote a book on something, don't you think that'd kind of be a resume that somebody would say, yeah, you probably hire this guy? Especially if it was as good as your book. 
Oh, you're, you're sucking up to me. I mean, I appreciate that. I just wanted to bounce it off of you because I'm sitting here going, look, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, but what frustrated me was um, the call volume is really down these days. You might luck into a place that gets a lot of business. And, I'm, and I'll tell you how to get into that in just a moment. Um, but, well, actually, let's just take care of everything psychic phone line related right now. So whether you're reading online uh, again, video chat, uh, you, you've seen those, uh, or um, just online, but, but phone or Skype, or if you're reading by Skype, again, this means you're working for a company. Uh, and you probably won't read for a company on Skype because they would have their own little phone system. But the essence is if somebody is advertising and bringing you clients and they're taking a portion, it's not the amount of money you're going to make per call or per hour. It's how much money you're making at the end of the day, the week, the month. You know that's what really counts because your landlord doesn't care how much money uh, you make an hour. They care that the rent is paid at the end of the month, which means you know it's how much money you make a month. You still got food and um, vet bills or automobile insurance or something else to pay. So you gotta pay attention to that. Um, what are things you need to know? You probably will be paid via PayPal or bank wire. Um, I think most places today that I have have seen and worked for, uh, PayPal, just boom, right into your uh, bank account. And once a week, it's very easy. Uh, they're getting paid and it's poof, pop, pop. And a weekly is nice. Um, you might get paid bi-weekly, either one. As long as you remember, don't put yourself in a position to where you're going to expect to make three, four, five hundred dollars a week which isn't anything to you know, write home about. But don't imagine that you're going to make that right away. You have to, if you're going to do the psychic lines, I've got students who work for two or three of them and still have private clients uh, because the call volume isn't there. And I don't want to talk you out of it. I just want to let you know um, there's too many people doing it. The quality is not there. There's no oversight or regulation. And so we don't have a demand. Now, if we think about this for a moment, if we could provide a service that was so valuable that we could save people money, accelerate their quality of their lives, in other words, increase their life quality, accelerate their plans, find them the relationships that they want. In other words, we actually did our job, and I want you to do your job. But if we were that good, the world should be beating a path to our door. That's just that's just basic capitalism. That's just how the market works. If your service is that good, people will not leave you alone. This is the problem with our industry. <clears throat> a lot of people aren't doing that for people. Customers are going away unsatisfied. They're not getting what they paid for. Now, what that creates is an environment where it's kind of hard to get paid to, to, to make money. And I'm not talking about you. If you work for a psychic line, I don't want you to write me up and say, you, you said I'm a bad person. No, absolutely not. And if you own a psychic line, you know, I probably worked for you in the past. I'm not saying you're a bad person. What I'm saying is that the industry is in trouble. We need to raise the value of our services so that people keep calling back and going, oh, yeah, you're good, you know, and then sending their friends. Okay. Um, I'm not real big on the psychic hotlines. Uh, if you can get a place where you can uh, get enough clients and get a lot of practice, Vaya con Dios. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's let's revolutionize the industry. Now, let's talk common sense now. Um, for those of us who aren't afraid to leave the house, 
I want to talk about psychic fears. Psychic fears are fun. Psychic fears are kind of like a, a farmer's market if you've never been to one. Um, they're usually held by a new age or a cult shop or someone who's just put up the money and rented a booth. I mean, rented a, a little hall and, and then they will have psychics pay a booth fee. So you go in, you'll set up a little table. Uh, if you go to a psychic fair, be very explicit. Ask everything you need to know because I'm telling you from past experience, you don't want to show up and, and realize, oh, I needed a table. Or there's a table, but I didn't realize there was a tablecloth. And Or you show up and you, you've got a big display and you realize, oh, I don't have room for it. Find out the size of the table. Try to go to a couple of psychic fairs first before you ever sign up for one. Get on the circuit. Find the organizer. Really impress them with your skill. Give them a free reading. You know, the best way you can impress someone is give them, give them a free reading. Do a good job. Um, be very polite, professional. Don't ask them for money or tip. You want to make sure that you are at the top of their list every time they have a psychic fair. Their job is to promote it. Their job is to bring clients in. So you just sit at your little table. People show up. And you're like, read, read, read. And at the end of the day, you've done like 10, 20, 30 readings. But you're walking home with like five, 600 bucks in your pocket, feeling pretty good about yourself. <clears throat> the key is, when you go to a psychic fair, especially some of the better ones, you're going to see people with Karelian photography. That's that aura photography. You're going to see people who uh, do astrology, people who do palmistry, people who do crystal balls, tarot cards. Look to see what they have. <clears throat> what kind of tablecloth do they have? Uh, what kind of spread do they? Does their stuff look cluttered? Do they have something that catches your eye and makes you go, "Ooh, I want to go and get a reading from them"? Is there something about them that makes you go, eh, "I don't know"? Don't be that person. Be the person that has something that makes people line up for you. I can't tell you exactly what that is because it's all unique and individual to yourself. Uh, I can tell you, you know, you may have a little Hello Kitty decoration, you know, and, and that way it looks soft and pretty. You may have tarot cards and a crystal ball. Uh, a crystal ball may be an affectation. You may have crystals out there, you know. Some people like that, some people don't. Carillion photography is a big one. Uh, it's a big draw because the guy has, uh, gen people generally have big posters of, of, of people's faces with an aura around it. And I mean, people walk in and they go, ooh, I want that, because they can see something. And uh, it'll have a tripod with a with a Polaroid on it. Um, see, that's an example of something very visual, where people don't have to be sold on the concept. They just look at it and they sell themselves. <clears throat> Ish, are you getting this? Am I making any sense? Okay, Ish isn't talking Yeah, no, it's good pointers. Okay. Why? I, I didn't hear any of that, but thank you very much. Um, how to get in on the psychic fairs? Oh, and by the way, I want to go back to this. How to how to get money on this? How to get in on the psychic hotlines? There's a couple of different ways to do it. What I would recommend you do if you really want to work in the psychic hotlines, look for the people that are advertising the most. Watch the late night TV commercials. I know some of them are kind of cheesy. Go online, find the people that are advertising the most. If you go to Google. Um, the ads at the very top on Google, usually on the right or sometimes at the top, those people generally pay the most to have someone click on their ad. So that's, if they're putting out that kind of money, don't take this as gospel, but if they're putting out that kind of money, more than likely 
they've got a good revenue stream, which means they got lots of clients. So those are the companies you want to work for. Uh, you can go into your uh, computer and type um, psychic hotline jobs or psychic hotline employment or, you know, and mix up your keywords and phrases. Um, working as a psychic on a phone line. Uh, and, and don't limit yourself. Look around. There are several different services. There are several different ways. Like I said, you can work for a phone line. You can work, you know, one of those 900 numbers or an 800 number, uh, which, in which case they build credit cards. Um, or you can work online. Or you can, And there's video, and you don't have to do video. Uh, so it's really find what you like. Um, but how you get a job is... Find these places, find the ads, look for their customer service number. Now, if you're do, typing in psychic phone lines, psychic phone jobs, uh, don't don't type in psychic phone lines unless you just want to be swamped with all the advertisements. But uh, if you're doing psychic phone jobs or psychic phone employment, that might lead you directly to the web page where you can contact the, the hiring department. But otherwise, I would say, Find the places that are advertising the most. Look for their 800 number. You can technically call the 900 number if you're not afraid to spend money. Talk to a psychic and just, you know, get in there right away and say, hey, um, just say I'm good. I would like to work for your company. Can you please give me the customer service number? You know, get that number. Ask for anybody's name, whatever, but get off the phone as quick as you can because it adds up really quickly. Otherwise, just look for the 800 customer service number. Be very polite. Be very professional. Um, no ums and ahs. Just, you know, write it out just like you're a telemarketer. Um, you know, you see you read it off the paper and don't sound like you're reading it off the paper. Hi, uh, my name is Bob. Uh, you know, like, hi, my name is Dusty. I'm a professional psychic. I would really like to work for your company. Can I give you? Can I uh, be scheduled for an interview? That's what I would do. Can I be scheduled for an interview? Let them tell you. Okay, you know, here's our process. Here's that. Don't offer them a reading. You will give a reading. Um, matter of fact, this is what uh, I should have told you earlier, and I apologize. If you're ever going to get a job at a psychic hotline, expect to do three readings for three professional psychics. you got to be on your game. Don't get nervous. Just treat them like everybody else. But realize you can't smoke at these guys. You can't blow smoke at these guys. Uh, you can't fool them. Not only are they psychics, but this is what they do. I used to actually do this. Among, uh, you know, I've been a reader, I've been a teacher, but um, also my job for a time was to hire professional psychics. I was the call screener, um, and a couple of us were. People would call in and they'd say, hey, I want to work for your company, and uh, and so they'd pass them over to me, and this person would have to give me a reading. Uh, it's intimidating. I've, I've had to do this myself when I worked at my different agencies, uh, phone lines, and then, of course, the, the agency that I worked for. Uh, I had to um, do either in person or on the phone readings for people who were professional psychics. And it's funny because being a professional psychic uh, and being a screener where people are calling you um, throughout the week and, and you're hearing your future over and over and over from different people. Um, at first, it's exciting. After about the fifth time, you're like, oh, I kind of know what's going to happen. And so expect that these people are a little bored. I mean, it's an easy job in the sense that you know they get paid to sit there and take a call. 
but you have to excite them, you have to entice them. Um, be honest. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that you should entertain them and, and in ways that are dishonest, you know. Um, be charming, be direct, be succinct. Um, always, you know, honesty over everything. But that doesn't mean you have to be boring. Okay, so that's how you get a job at uh, Psychic Hotlines. Psychic fairs, you need to get down to your local metaphysical stores, New Age stores. Ask, say, hey, are there any psychic fairs out here? Look up Craigslist, look up Yahoo, look up Backpage in your area. Try to track down any psychic fairs that have happened within the last year. Try to find out who put them on. Just go to them and say, hi, I'm a professional psychic. I would like to work. I'd like to get a booth the next time you do something. And say, I would even like to give you a reading so that you can see that I know my stuff. I want you to feel good that I'm, I'm your, you know, number one guy, your number one girl. Um, don't push them too hard, but just, you know, very proactive, assertive. Make it easy for them to make money by showing them how good you are and that you were willing to, to you know, get set up. Now, when the psychic fair comes along, remember, you need to have a checklist. Um, find out, do you need a table? Do you need a tablecloth? How much space do you have? Or do you bring your own seat? How much room do you have underneath the table? You know, for me, I would take books, uh, you know, because I write books. I wouldn't, I might put like one on, 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 uh, on each side of the table. Think, oh, that's an interesting book. Yeah, I wrote it. Ooh, can I have a copy? Yeah, I mean, I could sign a copy. But I wouldn't, you know, stack them up like I, and I wouldn't put up a big neon sign. Um, but, you know, if I knew that I had room under the table, otherwise i got to put them out in the car. It's these little things that really make it fun, easy, and profitable. Um, also find out if you're going to need a license. Um, I know it's not fun to talk about. Uh, most localities, uh, I do not believe, and again, this is not legal advice, but I do not believe you need a, a, a license to be a psychic. You probably uh, need a license to do business. You might uh, not need one if it's considered a hobby or if your uh, income level is low or if you take donations. Please, please, please check with your local regulations. Uh, don't chance it and don't say, well, I heard Dusty saying it. Just because nobody else is doing it doesn't mean that you, know, uh, that you can get away with it. But... Psychic fairs are a great way to make a lot of money um, a couple times a month. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to, tomorrow and the next day, we're, um, well, I'm sorry, the next two podcasts, whether they're tomorrow or the next day or not, we are going to really focus on how to get repeat clients, how to get people to refer you to other people, and the various ways to get clients outside of <coughs> doing the, the psychic hotline where it's kind of hard for you to get clients. If you're doing the psychic fairs or reading at a shop or you got your own shop, which we're going to talk about here in a moment, that's a different story. Then you can get a lot of clients. Okay, we burned through that. Uh, reading in person at a metaphysical shop is the same in a lot of ways as reading for a psychic fair. Uh, go into the shop. I know they have readers, so you go in. You're very, very nice to the uh, the owner or the manager. It helps if you go in, you know, if you're a regular, but if you're not, that's fine. Uh, you go in and, and just say, hi, I'm a professional psychic. I'm very good at what I do. I would like to give you a reading and show you what I can do. And then if and when you have an opening, I hope you'll consider me. 
That may sound a little humble, but what it's done is it's taken the pressure off of the owner. What you've said is, in, in essence, you've said, I don't care who you got working for you, I'm better. You're going to want to hire me. But the way it's come across is, hey, Ish, I'm going to give you a free reading. You know, I am, I am so good and so confident, I'd like to just give you a free reading. And if you think I'm all that in a biscuit, um, you know, I'm, I'm available, hire me. So that's, in essence, what we're saying. Um, that's real simple. You go into the shop um, and, and don't just do one. Try to find shops in your area. If you don't have shops in your area, well, okay, that technique won't work. But, you know, for those of you who have New Age or metaphysical shops or you can find something like that, great. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with places like Venice Beach or you've got a boardwalk in your area um, or... Um, New Orleans, for example, you know, if you're say if you're in, if you're in Salem, if you're in any place where um, they have sidewalk readings or small booth fairs, uh, check that out. Um, you can uh, do Yahoo and and Google searches, put in your location, and put down psychic readings, um, or put down the local attraction. And try to see if you can find out online before you have to go anywhere if anybody is doing psychic readings. And we're spying the competition. See what people are doing. See what's working for them. Um, and again, the whole point of getting out there is to get yourself repeat clients that are going to come back to you so you don't have to always go out and do this. Um, having your own shop. Well, having your own shop kind of speaks for itself. Um, what we're most familiar with, at least in this country, this in the United States, is um, the big glass window with the neon hand or the neon crystal ball. It's usually a hand or a crystal ball. And a big sign says tarot readings or tarot reader or palm readers. And uh, sometimes there's a sandwich board, you know, the, the two-side board that says $5 special. It's always $5. Um, $5 won't make, you, won't make you any money. It's a loss leader. It gets people in, you know, so five minutes. Um, if you want to open your shop, um, it's not a bad way to go, but um, you're going to have to get some clients first. And but I want you to think about that. I want you to read. And you don't even have to have your shop, public shop. You can. Um, I should say that you can read at your apartment, or you can read um, in other people's environments. And and that leads us to the, the last path, which is reading privately or for corporate clients. This is where the real money is. Um, look, you're not going to make, you're not going to be a millionaire reading for 15 to 25 cents a minute. That's just, yeah, I don't even have to justify that. That's the math. You might become a millionaire owning the psychic line where other people read uh, because, you know, that's where the money is. Uh, but again, before you start rushing off to do that, remember, you've got to get the clients in first. Um Reading privately or for corporate clients is where the big boys go. Uh, you're not going to be wearing a lot of gypsy costumes. You're not going to be lighting candles and incense. It's going to be rather mundane and boring. You're going to wear normal clothes or, or something professional. It just depends on your, uh, you know, your personal take in life. But you're going to be reading for people that have money, and they respect the fact that you can give them information, just like they respect the fact that their stockbroker or their accountant can give them information that allows them to increase their income and save money at what they're doing. And 
this is a very, very quiet industry. Uh, we don't talk about this in public. And the fact that I'm telling you now is just I want you to be aware that you have this option. Um, we'll go into the and how to get that in the next, next two podcasts. Um, okay, uh, how to get into all that. Uh, I've covered everything but reading privately, which we'll do tomorrow. Uh, how much can you generally expect to make in each one? Okay, real quick. Working psychic hotlines, you can make $0 to probably about $400 a week. Um, it's not a huge paying thing. Uh, if Now, on the other hand, you're like, well, you know, I get a dollar a minute, and I have people calling me all the time. You know what? You're an exception to the rule. Uh, via con Dios. Absolutely. You know, um, it's the market just isn't there. If you can be the exception to the rule, definitely do it but I don't want you thinking that just because you see ads everywhere for psychic hotlines and it says four dollars a minute that you're actually going to be paid one dollar a minute that you're going to be making sixty dollars an hour for eight hours a day and walk home with like four hundred and eighty dollars pre-tax income every day it's like oh I'll just make two thousand dollars a week that's about a hundred thousand dollars a year and I'm you know invest in my IRA and nope not gonna happen um I don't mean to burst your bubble. I've been there. I've been there since 1992. I want you to make money at this. So do what you need to do. Have fun doing it. Uh, if you're the exception to the rule, great. But the key is not to do what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is running that way. You're like, hmm, okay. They're, they're weakening the industry. So you want to be very quiet. You want, uh, ideally, only the people that uh, pay you money. Those are the people that, that really need to know what you do. I'm not saying you should hide your light under a bushel or something, um, but your job is to make money. Your job is to have fun and help people, not to run around um, making everybody jealous of the fact that you are a psychic. Um, and it's funny because the more your reputation grows, the more people will annoy you. It's kind of like being a doctor. Oh, Ish, you're going to have that. It's a good thing you're not a dentist-ish, because I can't imagine a lot of people going, um, oh, ish, I've had this cranial surgery issue. Uh, you're at a cocktail party, right? And like, my thoughts aren't quite clear. Can you just tell me, you know, what's going on with my head? But, uh, but, it's, but it's cliche, and it's true that doctors, mechanics, lawyers, everywhere you go, people are like, oh, oh, that's okay, it's all... Uh, it's all inside your head. It won't cost you anything for you to solve my problem for me. It's even worse as a terror or a psychic. Um, one of my students, one of my better students, uh, works at a grocery store, and she is constantly bombarded by her um, uh, coworkers. And they're like, "Hey, do you bring your cards? Hey, do you bring your cards?" She's trying to do her job, right? <laughs> they're like, "Read, read for me on lunch. Don't eat." read for me on lunch I'll buy you I'll buy you a little cupcake or I'll buy you lunch um, and this is nice but you can imagine the better you get the more frustrating it's going to get when you can't have a life because everybody wants you to read for them night and day now again for the first couple of months you're going to feel like you know this is the best thing in the world and after a year you're like ah everybody everybody's pulling me apart so remember it's not you're not in this just job you're not in this business or job to um placate your ego you're here to to do it to pay the rent so you don't have to go out and get a regular job all right um 
how much you can make at Psychic Peers. You know what? Low end, you might make 50, 70 bucks a day, uh, you know, for readings. And, and that just means that you bombed. Uh, it wasn't enough people. You didn't get any clients. Uh, but oh, you can make upwards of a couple hundred bucks a day. I don't want to say you can make a thousand dollars a day because even if you can, I don't want you to have that kind of expectation. Um, you might be able to get away at certain swap meets with this kind of thing. You know, that's another thing to do. The, when I say psychic fairs, swap meets, um, uh, farmers markets, the thing is that if, or, or like Venice Beach booth, whatever, if there is a public space where uh, you can go and it's, you know, it's a legitimate, legal, accepted, and, and of course, most importantly, the, the clients are like, oh, hey, let's do this. I get an extra 20 bucks. Um, yeah, by all means, do it. Um, it. It comes back to the first law of retail. It's location, location, location. Uh, and again, you should you can make a couple hundred bucks a day doing this. Um, it's it's a good way to do it. And it's fun. You meet a lot of interesting people. But most importantly, you build up repeat clients. And I'll tell you how to do that next time. Um, but you can't do this on the phone, unfortunately, because if you're working in a psychic hotline, do not ever think that you can slip your phone number out to somebody and say, hey, you know, call me, I'll, uh, I'll save you some money. That's a big, big no-no. And not only that, but the person you're talking to may be somebody that works for the company is waiting for you to do that. So please, please be ethical. Um, I want all of you to make money and all, I want all of you to make money um, in ways that don't get you in trouble. Okay, reading in a metaphysical shop. It's it's the shop generally keeps 25 to 50 percent of the of the take. It depends on the shop. It depends on the you know whatever. But the problem is don't expect to be packed solid with uh, with clients. Um, if a shop owner lets you sit there all day, and if somebody comes in and they just happen to want a reading. Uh, they send your way. That's nice, but you expect you're a lot of sitting around. A lot of times, what will happen is the shop owner will have somebody who works there on an hourly uh, basis. You know, oh, somebody wants a reading. It's just that the the demand at most shops is not that big. Now, if you have a shop where you can build up a reputation, then absolutely, that's literally that's your office. Uh, and sometimes it's it's not bad. It's in in a sense, it's like um. Renting a booth as a um, renting a chair at a busy hair salon, where you can just say, okay, this is my booth rental. You know, I'm paying X number of dollars a month for office space, and then we go back into that's literally just like having your own private clientele, except you're in a nice environment, uh, and you're actually bringing people into the shop. So the uh, owner should be happy about that. Again, we'll talk about uh, more on that in the next two two podcasts. Having your own shop, how much money can you make? Who knows? Um, that is, I don't even want to go there. There's so many things. Reading for private clients or corporate clients. Okay, I'm not going to tell you how much money you can make. I'm going to tell you how much money other people are making. Uh, you can charge. If you are reading privately or for clients, the minimum, minimum you should be charging. You know, this is, I'm talking professional, not, not, oh, I just read a book. Minimum $25 for half an hour to an hour. Yeah, again, you see, you say, and think about it, $25 cash for an hour is not a bad salary. But uh, $25 for half an hour, if you are really good at what you're doing, you're pounding it out, that's a good standard rate. Um, 
the whole dollar a minute thing that just comes from the psychic phone line if you're somebody's gonna pay you sixty dollars an hour you better give them really good information now on the other hand um, some readers command two three four hundred even a thousand dollars an hour at that rate these people are at the apex these are the alpha predators these are the people at the top of their game and they will eat your lunch um, these are the people that um, people with money can rely on I need to know what my competitors doing I need to know what this stock is doing I need to know should I make this decision um, it's not about the money when it really comes down to it. it comes down to your accuracy the more accurate and detailed and precise you are the more money you can charge and the more accurate and detailed and precise you are the more you should charge and so the higher up the economic scale you should go um, I, that doesn't mean you shouldn't give to charity it doesn't mean you shouldn't give free readings to people who can't afford it um, but you can make a very good living um, but remember develop your skills and then go after the money don't just try to set a, a, a dollar amount but reading reading privately or for corporate clients you can have um, again I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen to you but uh, you can have your clients fly you across the country they can take you on vacation uh, they can have you reading on the movie set uh, you have no idea if you haven't done this you have no idea how nice it can be so why would you want to read on a phone line all right unless you're starting out if you're just starting out you know or if you own a phone line yeah yeah what you should worry about ish did I did I leave anything out is there any questions uh, that you have um yes I had a quick question so for psychic fairs and phone lines I'm assuming most of your customers will want you know like a three card reading or something very quick but when you're getting vetted for the process, how does the vetting work? Is that do they ask you multiple questions for that you do three card readings for, or are they usually well? You know how I feel about three card reading. Readings. Yeah, you know, three card readings yeah. are crap. Um, a three card blob is a good solid spread for specific questions, but that's not a reading. That's um, you know, you might do a couple of three-card blobs, you know, constantly. But people relying on three-card blobs and calling that a reading is like me practicing. Um, I'm going to go into your office-ish, and I'm going to start cutting people's heads open. Um, I'm so far out of my league, and, and I shouldn't be doing that. Um, when people are paying you, especially like, you know, okay, let's talk about a phone line. Somebody's paying you a dollar. Uh, well, it doesn't matter what they're paying you. They're paying three, four, five, ten dollars a minute. Um, probably not paying ten dollars a minute. Let me back that off. Let's say three, four, five dollars a minute. Let's keep in the realm of, uh, of uh, what you'll actually see. Um, they don't want a three-card reading. They don't want the kind of. Well, it looks like you're going to be in a relationship. Are you having? issues with your car no they want hmm it looks like your ex-boyfriend is cheating on you with his ex-girlfriend I don't know her name some it sounds like Lisa but don't take that for granted it's like a, you know because sometimes stuff will pop in your head um, but definitely see he's getting over on you because he's angry at his ex-girlfriend for what she did but now that he feels comfortable and safe with you that puts him in a mindset where he's got you at home and that you're a security blanket you keep enabling him 
whether you realize it or not. And this girl over here is now the prize fruit. So, I mean, I just two made-up scenarios. But one was uh, the the three-card readings. Just do the math. We got three cards. We haven't specified a question. We're like, okay, I'll just throw these out or... You know, but on something like a Celtic cross or roundabout or any one of your favorite spreads where it's a really good organized spread, you can do hidden spreads. You can do uh, themes, patterns. You can't do a hidden spread in a three-card spread. Now, this means you're going to have to work really fast. Um, so I, dec I, when I was doing uh, uh, psychic phone line work, I did the no-card spread technique. I have no spread technique in Advanced Tarot Secrets. I did the uh, the Celtic Cross, Roundabout. I did other spreads, but these are the workhorse ones. Uh, and I would do three-card spreads, but three-card spreads were generally just, boom, hi, my name's Dusty, blah, 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 shuffling, 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 what would you like to know? Blah, blah, blah. Three-card spread comes out just to have information to talk about. You know, I need to warm up to them before I can give them, like, really detailed super advice. I'm not good right out of the gate. I need to, I need a couple minutes. But I can't just say, okay, well, that's it here. Um, and I need to give them valuable information. So I will give them the best three-card spread I can. But what I'm doing is I'm using that three-card spread to give them good information but really bond with them so that if they're on for more than three minutes, and if somebody's on for three minutes, you're going to be fired. Um... You need to have like a 10, 15 minute average uh, on um, on 909s, and you know maybe maybe nobody wants to to have that revealed, but that's that's what your boss is going to tell you. You know they they want you to keep people on, otherwise they'll get somebody who can. Because um, to them it's just the numbers, you know, uh, the sex line, chat line, uh, psychic line. That doesn't matter to them. It's it, they have a phone. You know, they advertise its money. Um, and so you have to hit your numbers. Sorry, I know that wasn't very pleasant. Um, yeah, so you can't build up a good reputation doing three-card spreads. And, if, if, and it's people who are lazy thinking that they can get through life getting three-card spreads. They're hurting their own reputation. You can't have people tip you 100%. I get 100% tips. I get 50% tips. I get return clients. I charge a lot of money for uh, for an actual reading. Uh, and I'm not even nearly the, mo the most expensive person. Mostly because I'm just burned out on it. I've read for about 15,000 people and I'm just uh, actually over. But what do I lost count of 15,000. I was like, okay, stop it. Stop it. Being neurotic. Um, but if you want self-respect, if you want a reputation where you can make a hundred, two hundred dollars an hour, where that you're getting paid, not your boss, you got to break out of that three cards uh, pattern spread. Now, as far as when you're reading for someone, um, um, you said the vetting process. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you are reading for a psychic. You better pull out your best spread ever. You know, now if you're doing pre-spreads. Uh, Ish has known what a pre-spread is because she's studied with me. A pre-spread is in advance to tarot secrets. Uh, if you have the book, flip open the page, blah, blah, blah. It's right there. Um, if you're doing a pre-spread, that's okay. But your pre-spread, like I said, is just enough to get your foot in the door, give them some good, solid information. It is going to be a little vague. It's going to be a little general. But that's part of the bonding, developing process where you get in and then you go, okay, once again, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Blam, you throw out your big spread and then you unload on them. 
and because you got just that that slightly stronger connection now you're going to be able to give them a lot of information and you can do your themes patterns past one two three four your hidden spreads um you know number of reversals number of court cards uh you can compare and contrast a uh, number of uh, you know uh, trump cards, uh, seeing how cards interact and, inter and, and, and interplay. Again, if, if I'm talking Chinese to you, advanced tarot secrets. This isn't a commercial. The idea is I want you guys to make money, and if you're not prepared, don't go out there. You're going to get your butt kicked. Um, get the damn book. It's 22 bucks. The best thing you can do. And I'll tell you what. Even if let's say you never buy any of my books, That's, I'm I'm cool with that. Go to school. You know, uh, Ish, how many years have you been in school? I mean, just like, what, five, ten years you've been working on your brain science thing? Um, I've College. been going to school for over two decades, but, yeah. Okay, I've been working College. On brain science thing about uh, eight years. University, uh, going for a PhD. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a person who goes to school. And uh, most readers are like, I read for a few people, and, I, you know, my, my grandmother had, had a talent. I, you know, yay, that's great. But if you're going to command a good salary, go to school, get trained, um, read the best books on the market, and only believe what works for you. Don't buy into the hype of everything. I tell you this from 35 years of experience, and uh, I know I sound like, ah, grumpy old grandpa, but I have your best interest at heart. Um you can come to my class, yes, when I'm available. You can go to another class, great. I have students who use my book as a textbook, and they go out and they teach courses. Uh, there are free courses. You want to take a free course? I can't guarantee whether it's worth a crap, but at least you're taking it. There's paid courses. There's tarot guilds. There's tarot associations. You have to figure out if these places are any good or not, but at least get out there and learn. And don't be afraid to spend your time and money doing this. Because if you think you're going to make $60 an hour without paying for an education, nah, it ain't going to happen. I'll tell you that right now. Um, don't look at like, oh my God, i got to spend $20 on a book. Think about, you, do you want to make, you know, do you want to stay at your job or do you want to make, you know, $50,000 or $100,000 an hour? I mean, an hour. Do you want to be, sorry, that never happens. Fifty dollars to $100,000 a year as a reader and have your clients fly you all over the world. Which way do you want to go? And how far do you want to go? And, and you know, you're like, I don't want that. You know, I just want to make a little money on the side. Okay, well, you know, get yourself educated. All right, blah, 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 blah. I said 15 minutes. We're already, oh, Christ, are we at an hour? Well, that's what you give me. Lots of information. I have a hard time not sharing. Next time, we're going to talk about how to get recurring clients. And then after that, I'm going to go step by step. I, I said it'd be 15 minutes. That third podcast is probably going to be an hour. We're going to go step by step on how to make real money in the tarot without having to work for a phone line. And I will give that all to you free. Uh, do me a favor. Seriously, if you don't have a copy of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever, you don't even know what you're missing. Um, it's 22 bucks. Buy it on Amazon. If you have a local bookstore that you like, go into the bookstore, tell them to get it, give them $22, and wait a couple of days. I mean, I'm all for supporting your local bookstore. Um, fortunately, uh, the book's just not carried there. Um, if you have the book and you're ready to go on to the next level, get a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets. You know, I make eight bucks a book. I'm telling you that right now. Because, you know, your eight dollars is going to buy me lunch, but it's not going to make me a millionaire. It's not, I don't do this so that I can make eight bucks. I do this and give out this information 
because I am so tired of people getting bad readings. And I'm so tired of, of good psychics not being able to make a living doing this. I want you guys to go out there and I want you to impress the public. I want people to go, this Ish, oh my God, Ish is not like everybody else. Ish, Ish is the best person. you got to go visit them. Because remember, it's just like giving someone an orgasm. When you do it so much better than everybody else, they will be your slave. They will be your groupie. When you can go in and blow their mind with your ability to give them useful, actionable intelligence, you know, use, that's a military term. When you can give them information that will make their life better, they'll come back to you. They'll tell their friends about you. You won't have to spend a dime on advertising. Think about most businesses have to spend a lot of money on advertising. It's called client acquisition. How would you like to have a business where people are lined up at your door? I know of one psychic, $1,000 an hour, and you can't get to her for six months because she is that good. She turns away people. She's like, oh, click, watch this. <laughs> Hello? No, go away. Click. Um... People are calling her left, right, and backwards. I'm just using her as an example. Maybe you'll never reach that level. Maybe you don't want to. But if you want to have people come to you, if you want to be popular and not have to advertise, and all that money you charge goes right in your pocket, you don't have to take it out for advertising. You don't have to share it with somebody to a phone line. You don't have to dance like a monkey in a circus. Um, I want to be a dancing monkey in a circus. I think it would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't think I'd want to do it for very long. But, I, you know, life life's experiencing. If you want to do that, get the books. Get some education. Um, I've got something really nice coming up for you guys where it'll really make things easier for you. All right, that's about as much ranting as I'm going to do. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you want our free lessons and you have not signed up, go to easytarotlessons.com. Uh, there's 50,000 of you listening on the podcast and there's not nearly that many uh, on taking the free lessons. So I'm talking to you. If you want the free lessons, give me your email address. We'll let you know when they're out. Other than that, you guys have a great day. If you have any questions, post it on the comments page. Ish, do you have any questions or any advice for anybody who might be listening? Because you've been making a lot of progress. I think it might be too early for me to give advice, but I have been learning a lot. I've been listening to your podcast over and over again, and I seem to learn something new every time. So I think that's a good place to start. All right. This is an example of somebody who's doing it. Uh, if you have any questions, you don't know what's going on, just stay with it. We've got uh, 72 podcasts. We've got dozens of videos, um, blog posts, books. Don't want to camp, folks. I want to see you do well.